1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thanks, Jonathan. How's it going?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. What's (laughs) new with you?
0: You know, just finding new ways to entertain a (laughs) five-year-old.
1: Yeah, I I feel you.
0: The constant journey. So it, it's harder when it's raining, of course. Uh, but I found I found something good recently. We drove to a fire truck museum.
1: Oh, come on. That's a real yes. thing. That's yes. a real thing that a five-year-old child gets I to know. do.
0: <laughs> I, I felt amazing. I felt like a genius for just <laughs> finding it. And we get there, and it's exactly what you think. It is just this massive, massive uh series of rooms that are just filled with fire trucks. And we get there and we're checking in. Uh, And I look around this huge space, and there's nobody there. Like, we are the only people there.
1: It's the dream. It's the dream. (laughs) You go to a museum, and it has not been ruined by all the other people.
0: Yeah, I figured, like, swarming with people. No, we're the only people there. So, (laughs) uh, And because we were the only one there, and they were quite well-staffed, they were like, do you want to meet Molly the Dalmatian, who we taught a bunch of tricks to? We're like, (laughs) yeah. Yes. So we got a private like hangout with Molly the Dalmatian who did all the <laughs> did all the tricks, uh, and then they were like, "Do you want to climb on a couple fire trucks that we don't usually let people climb on?" We're like, "Yes!" <laughs> and then they gave my son a hat, and then they gave him a bunch of stickers, and then they're like, "Do you want to take a fire uh, a fire safety quiz that we've made into a carnival?" And we were like, sure. And we were just the only person there. We got this unbelievable experience. And as we're leaving, I don't know why I had the need to do this, but I I felt like I had to water it down and just be like, Lucas, it doesn't usually go like this. This is not what a museum experience. We were the only, like, that was incredible. Because he was like, I love museums. They're amazing. I'm like that was amazing. It's not usually. <laughs> you only usually- think you like
2: museums. <laughs> I was
0: like, we didn't have to wait. There was no yeah. line. We yeah. got. We were. We got. Uh, yeah, the white glove, personal. <laughs> It was like they opened You're up heading the it museum off at the pass, just that's for us. us. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: exactly. You don't want you don't want to hear a bunch of oh, let's go to museums cuz museums are so great. You don't want to hear that from your kid. Well, I just, <laughs> worry. I'm just you, like, you want to nip that in the no. bud right away.
0: I was like, we're not going to go to, you know, the natural history museum and have like someone come out and be like, do you want to see the real dinosaur? Do you want to get inside the whale? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you want yeah. to get inside I, the I'm world. surprised there wasn't
1: a like, uh, kid, a call just came in. Do you want to put out a fire with
2: us? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Here's your hat. Come on, Molly. Let's do this.
1: The hose is heavy. <laughs> it really, it really bucks. So hold on tight.
0: <laughs> Jonathan, you know what else is on fire?
1: <laughs> what, what's that, Ophira?
0: <laughs> this show.
1: Yeah, this sure. Show. It's a very, very hot collection of trivia, and, and it's literally on fire right now.
0: We have some amazing contestants and guests. Today we have Andrew Reynolds. He originated the role of Elder Price in the musical The Book of Mormon, and he currently stars in basically every TV show, Big Mouth, (laughs) Girls Five Eva, Invincible, and the showtime comedy Black Monday. Plus, we'll have comedians Liz Mealy and Carmen Lynch. Liz wrote a book about cats, and we make her play a game about dogs. And we have another pair of fantastic guests, Lolly Adafope and ER Fightmaster. They start together on the Hulu series Shrill, and they'll play our favorite new game, Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama. So let's do it. Our first two guests, Carmen Lynch and Liz Mealy, are comedians and former roommates. Carmen hosts the podcast, The Human Centipod, which also airs on Sirius XM. And Liz has a comedy special on YouTube called Self Help Me. And she wrote a new book with a title that we need to bleep on NPR, (laughs) Why Cats Are (laughs) (laughs) Carmen and Liz, welcome to Ask Me Another.
3: Hi. Hi. Thank you for having (laughs) us. Yeah.
0: Liz, you wrote a book. Your book is out. Yeah. You have a cat and you've your parents are are both veterinarians. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, I honestly, I I mean, I like to think it's a a, it's a book for both people that love cats and don't love cats. And I feel like I've really hit the full market because it's like if you don't like them, I agree. And if you do like them, I also agree. You just it's an (laughs) acceptance. So there's a lot of like cool, interesting history with, you know, I would like to think Liz Mealy Funny Flavors. And then it's a lot of opinion pieces, like how to name your cat. But, like, I have such strong, um, controversial opinions on how I think cats should be named. Can you give us, like, one quick tip? Well, my whole thing is they're not going to college. What are we doing here? Like, why are we naming it Steve? Like, Mm. get—and don't give me another—I want no more Simbas or Tiggers or Garfields. What are we doing? Get creative. I get so I have a list of running names. I'm like your cat should be like so, like I my whole thing is either has an education you could have never had, like, you know, a doctor something or like oh, yeah. or it's going to be something a
0: professor. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like I coupons. I like the name Coupons. Animal names are just fun, and if you're not having fun with it, I don't think you should have an animal. And if just- you don't have an animal like me, you just call your boyfriend weird names. <laughs>
0: Based Based on whatever he's doing that
2: day.
0: (laughs) Right. Head of folding laundry. (laughs) 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 Professor (laughs) Professor dishes doer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Doctor, did you go to the grocery store?
4: (laughs) So you guys are perfect at this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're good.
0: I get it. I get it. Carmen, uh, you know, I was I was thinking, too, because you obviously uh, I know you from the comedy world performing in English, but you also do comedy in Spanish. And I was wondering, do you translate your jokes from English to Spanish or do you write new ones in each language?
3: You know, that's the number one question I always get. And it's kind of uh, changed over time. Like when I first started doing it, I would just translate because I had no idea what Spanish audiences were like. And now it's just easier to just organically speak in Spanish because if I if I translate, I really feel like I'm, I have multiple oh, yeah. personalities and I'm like translating in my head and I'm not in the moment. And if I just do it organically... It almost comes out the way I used to speak as an eight-year-old when I lived in Spain. So it's it's almost like it's tragically funny because I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm not an adult and then I get more laughs, you know?
0: All right. We have a couple games for you. Are you guys ready for some games? Yes! Yeah! Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So we really love the Great British Baking Show. Uh, so in this game, we imagine what would happen if... There was an equally unhealthy but far less classy spinoff of this called The Great American Junk Food Show. <laughs> so, Jonathan and I are going to describe a delicious food as if it was being judged by a very disappointed Paul Hollywood like character. <laughs> and you just tell us what junk food we're talking about. Okay. Okay. So, Liz, this one is for you. Okay. This is not a good bake. Your hollowed out spuds are raw. See what happens when I stick my finger in it? Your bacon bits are burnt. You took a risk with the Gouda, but I would have gone with a robust cheddar. And you said you put sour cream in this? Yeah. I can't find it. It's a shame, really.
4: I got nothing.
0: All right, I'm all right. What, what did you hear? What did you hear? Started. No, no, no. What, what, what did you hear? We'll work it out. We'll work it out. What did you hear? Oh, what in ingredients did you, hear? Well,
4: you know what? I think I already like my brain was already frying because I was like, oh, I'm, when I think of junk food, I think of candy. And immediately oh, I yeah. was like, I had to like reframe. And I was like, this doesn't sound like chocolate. <laughs> no, this
0: this is more, I would
4: say, right,
0: this is like an unhealthy thing you might order at a restaurant. Uh, you might make it at home, but I feel like it's a lot of work.
4: Is it like, like, a um, what do you call it? Like, a, a baked potato when they have all the, the stuff on it? So it's, uh, it's potato skins. Oh, I, I need to, can I leave? I don't think I should be here. <laughs> no,
1: you may. no, you cannot. <laughs> all right, Carmen, here's one for you. When I bit in, I was expecting the ooze of the Italian cheese, but it simply hasn't melted. And look, the breading falls right off when you pick it up to dip it in the marinara. Plus, the shape is all wrong. It should be elongated. I'm disappointed.
3: Um, uh, you know, like a uh, uh, an Italian sandwich with stuff in it. No, this is an appetizer
1: that you might order at a restaurant. You dip it in marinara.
3: Oh, oh, breadstick, uh, bread,
4: mozzarella sticks.
1: Mozzarella yeah. sticks, oh, that is correct, yes. yes. Oh my yeah. God.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was, I wanted to give her the hint that it was like, it's in every green, like it's every green room menu. It's like every comedy club <laughs> yeah, staple. Right.
1: Totally, totally. Oh,
4: and if
0: you don't eat them right when they come. That's oh, it, it is. They're nasty.
4: <laughs> no. So
0: terrible. instant regret. <laughs> All right, Liz. Here's your next one. Ready. This has a few major issues. All right, the petals are inconsistent in size and the coating is missing that crunch. It looks great, but I'm just I'm just not getting the sweet Vidalia flavor. Once again, you put style over substance. Plus, is it really your signature bake if you've copied it from Outback Steakhouse?
3: Oh,
4: blooming onion! Yes! Yes. Oh, thank God you got that one. I was like, she's using big words. I hate this. (laughs) That's how we trick them. Also, did you use any like food? Like, you didn't even say a type of food, right? Am I? Yes, Vidalia.
0: Vidalia is a type of. Get out
4: of here! Get out of here! I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Uh.
1: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Carmen, this is for you. This isn't balanced. The hot sauce just drowns out the butter, and I expected more flavor from that blue cheese dressing. Celery's quite dry on the tongue, isn't it? This is not your finest hour.
4: Liz, do you know it? I do know it. I hate you, because I knew all of yours, okay? I know, what is that? I think because there's no pressure on me that I know them.
1: That's what happens, yeah.
4: So there's Uh, celery, okay...
0: There's a famous place in upstate New York that uh, people n- name these after. Mm-hmm. Does that help or hinder? I can't tell. I think that hindered. What? Okay. <laughs> celery New York? Celery New I love celery, celery, New, celery New, York. New York. Oh, my God. I, I say don't that need the celery. celery. the yeah. celery
1: and the blue cheese dressing and sometimes carrots, that's sort of the side part of this dish.
3: Oh, 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 buffalo wings.
1: Yeah, <laughs> buffalo wings. That's <laughs> okay. right.
3: Oh, my God, that was tricky. I was focusing on tunnel vision on the celery. Uh
1: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. By the way, did you know that there's a bit of a wings shortage, and right now the price of wings has doubled?
4: Oh, my God, are they 25 cents now? (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: yeah. All right, you guys did great. You did great. Thank you. So we passed (laughs) the
2: test.
1: You passed the test.
2: Woo!
0: More with Liz Mealy and Carmen Lynch after the break. Plus, we continue our quest to put more Dolly Parton information into the world. Actors from the Hulu show Shrill, Lolly Adafope, and ER Fightmaster play the new quiz show sensation Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
3: This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality. So you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle, find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura protects residents from global catastrophes, but a dark secret threatens Pura's very existence. Binge all episodes of The Last City ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with comedians Carmen Lynch and Liz Mealy. Are you ready for another one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Liz, you wrote a book about cats. So this game is about dogs. Ugh,
4: so mean.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay, it's it's a a real or fake game. So we're going to give you... A dog breed, and you're just going to tell us if it's a real breed recognized by the American Kennel Club or a fake breed that we just made up. So the answer is just real or fake, and we're going to go back and forth on this one, too. Carmen, this one is for you. Okay. Small Munster Lander. Fake. It's a small... Fake. <laughs> Munsterlander. It is real, actually. That is real. That is a okay. real, that's a hunting dog uh, named for Made the of Munster region of Germany. That's <laughs> the so cheese funny. Dog.
1: It's one of them cheese dogs, yeah.
0: Yeah, the cheese comes from Munster, France. Oh! The dog comes from Munster, Germany. And I think it says not to be confused, but I'm sure that gets confused all the time.
4: Uh, yeah, I was like, 100% like, like, there's no cheese dog. I got you, Carmen. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, Liz. Real or fake? Giant Chihuahua. Oh, fake. <laughs> yeah, that is totally fake. It actually Although, sounds
4: horrifying.
1: I, that that sounds I Like a
4: <laughs> like, like, uh, honey I blew up the kids. Yeah. When they, like, make small things bigger.
1: Yeah, I'm just picturing, like, an 80-pound dog that's, like, the same same proportions as a Chihuahua, which is <laughs> right. very big. And it seems kind of gross.
0: <laughs> All right, Carmen. Teddy Roosevelt Terrier. You know what? I
3: think that's real. I think I've heard of that.
0: Oh, yeah, that is real. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Teddy. uh, Yeah, it's a short-legged rat terrier named for President Roosevelt. So I guess uh, President Roosevelt had a lot of... Pets. He had a small bear named Jonathan Edwards, he had a lizard named Bill, guinea pigs named Admiral Dewey, Dr. Johnson, Bishop Dwayne, Fighting Bob Evans, and Father O'Grady. He had a pig named Maud. he had a badger, he had a blue macaw, he had a hen.
2: And a dirty house. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: But I have to say, it sounds like he has read your description of how to name a yes. properly. Yes, I was thinking I that. I was like, Those are thinking that
4: good. too." I like, I, the, the, I like the small
1: bear named Jonathan Edwards. That's nice. I love that.
4: Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god, big fan, big fan. Yeah. <laughs> go, Teddy. Go. You did it.
1: <laughs> All right, Liz. Here's one for you, Rolf Terrier.
4: It sounds like it's made up from the Muppets.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm saying no. Yes, yeah, it's, it's made up from the Muppets. You're absolutely correct.
4: It's totally correct. made up from yeah. the Muppets. I love the Muppets. Oh.
1: <laughs> Rolf, of course, is the piano-playing dog. Yes. And of indeterminate breed. And honestly,
4: he, even though he's it, Fozzie Bear is the comedian, Rolf, I really identify with Rolf because he's just always struggling and he mm-hmm. doesn't really believe in his talent. And I was just like, we're more Rolf.
1: <laughs> more Rolf than Fozzie.
4: Because Fozzie, like, believes he's funny. What comedian do we know that actually thinks Nobody. funny? Nobody. Not the funny ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right, Carmen, this is your last one. Ooh, Bohemian Shepherd.
3: Bohemian Shepherd sounds fake to me. Fake.
0: I'm sorry, that is real. No. Yes. It excels at dog dancing, according to the <laughs> American Kennel Club. Yeah, that's a competitive event where the dogs and their trainers, by the way, perform a choreographed routine. <laughs> Am I not remembering right that a group like this won America's Got Talent?
3: You know, it's possible. I remember I did that show and I was running against some guy jumping into mouse traps. <laughs> 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 that show's
4: got everything.
1: All right, Liz, last one is for you. Australian Stumpy Tail Cattle Dog.
4: I think it's real, but I want to advocate for a new name. Yeah, who wants to be called Stumpy? It's awful, right?
1: Uh, You are correct. It is a a real dog. And it is, in fact, uh, an Australian dog that herds cattle and it has a stumpy tail.
4: That goes to my, that's like an anti-naming thing. You don't just like pick out traits. (laughs) That's right. That's a low self-esteem name. I don't like it.
0: (laughs) Right. It's like you set up this breed right from the start that it has no worth. Now that's a comedian. That dog's a
2: comedian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You both did fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And you did fantastic with that. Carmen Lynch hosts the podcast, The Human pod, which also airs on Sirius XM. Liz Mealy's new book is Why Cats Are... Liz, Carmen, thank you so much. Thank you
4: so much. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Our next two guests are both very funny people, ER Fightmaster and comedian Lolly Adafope. They play a couple on the show Shrill, and the series is in its third and final season on Hulu. Lolly, ER, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi. Hi. Uh, we have some great games for you, but before we get to that, uh, season three of Shrill is out right now. Uh, was it was it a different feeling on the uh, set?
5: It
6: felt a
0: little COVIDy. It was COVID. <laughs> it was very masked,
5: fully masked. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't know that it was the final season when we were doing it, so Mm-mm. it was. That was kind of nice, I think, because I think I would have just been crying every day about the people I yeah. wasn't going to be able to see again. Um, but it was like just as fun, I think, as all of the other seasons, just with added masks and um, swabs in your nose three times a week. Uh, oh, swabs! Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. Right. Yeah. Right. And COVID tests as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I> who <know. laughs> doesn't love a little pre-show swap where's my Where ritual <laughs> <laughs> so in the final season of Shrill uh, when you think about your characters Fran and Em's future together what do you wish for them
6: I hope they both find a a really cool apartment and they make it work for like three years while they make each other better people. And then they break (laughs) up, but they continue to work together on a really important kind of international project. Um, Yes. And then... I think they'll get back together when they're old. That's exactly what I was going for. They date other people, they get back together when they're like in their 40s and they're even hotter. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We have some great games for you. Yes. woohoo! So in this game, you're going to be uh, taking turns, and the game is called (laughs) Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama. We are going to say a fact, and you just need to tell us, is it about Dolly Parton or the spiritual leader of the Tibetan people, the Dolly Lama?
6: Okay. And and you're saying two different names right now?
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama.
6: Okay, now, now I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's
0: two different mm-hmm. spiritual
6: leaders. <laughs>
0: Lolly, this first one is for you. The story goes their birth was paid for with a sack of oatmeal. Dolly Lama, Dolly Parton, or both?
5: Dolly Parton.
0: Yes, that is correct. <sighs> Thank you. Yes, her oh, her uh, her family couldn't afford to pay the medical bills for her birth, so the father paid the doctor. With a sack of oatmeal.
5: Also, is it oatmeal or is it oats? Because if it's oatmeal, then that feels like wet. Yeah, it's already cooked. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Their greatest mm-hmm. fear is being eaten by a shark. Dolly Parton, Dalai Lama, or both? I don't think Dolly Parton would be afraid of that. She's too brave. Mm-hmm. Dalai Lama. <laughs> Dalai Lama, you are correct. Oh,
6: <laughs> whoa! Yeah. yeah.
1: In an interview with the British newspaper, The Telegraph, Dalai Lama revealed that he never learned how to swim, and he worries that were he in a plane crash over the ocean, he would get eaten by a shark.
5: (laughs) Wait, so you think that someone who's afraid of sharks is not brave?
2: (laughs) (laughs)
6: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I personally, I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I'm fully afraid of sharks. I went out into the ocean, and I... I thought that my friend had swam underneath me and tried to pull my legs out from under me. And so I turned around to like punch him, obviously. yeah. And there was no one anywhere near me. And I realized that it was a fish with the strength of a human man that had swam through my legs. And I thought it was so large. I thought it was a six foot tall man who grabbed my legs. Bad. And the way that I panicked and did not recover was like I ruined a whole trip. <laughs> that that wow. is pretty
1: freaky. That is yeah. pretty freaky.
5: Thank you. What do you? So that's, you that's, that's my was? trauma. What if it was like an old suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> Just floating around. You ruined the trip.
6: <laughs> now I'm now I'm kind of like looking back and I'm like it could it, it could have been an old suitcase.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those. Where yeah. were you, Florida? Where were you?
6: There was a little suitcase tag. Oh. <laughs> this is so, so
0: embarrassing. <laughs> Lolly, who has their own smartphone app? Dolly Parton, Dolly Lama, or both? I'm going to say both. You are correct. <gasps> yeah. Absolutely. Dolly Parton has multiple apps. Uh, she has a fitness <laughs> yeah. app. The other one is for uh, the amusement park, Dollywood. The Dalai Lama has information and updates about the Dalai Lama. Wow. I'd feel really bad turning off my Dalai Lama notifications. That would yeah. be...
2: Yeah. Come on, I'm Dalai on. Lama. <laughs> That's enough. Mute.
0: I get it. I get it. <laughs> peace, inner peace, blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
1: All right, Er. This is for you. Released an album that debuted on the Billboard charts. Was that Dolly Parton, Dolly Lama, or both? It. Ha- I have to say it's Dolly
6: Parton, but I wish it was both. Uh, it actually is both. Wow! Wow! Screwed yep. myself. deduct a point because I didn't trust my gut. <laughs>
0: We've never been asked by someone to deduct a point for them not yeah. believing in themselves.
6: I, I need to learn a lesson. This is internalized homophobia, and I'm getting it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dalai Lama had a, uh, it was his debut studio album. It was called Inner World. It was released on his 85th birthday in 2020. And it is wow. the first time a Dalai Lama has released recorded music.
0: <laughs> if you've listened to it, he plays drums.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's all funny parody songs. It's like a weird album. basically. <laughs>
0: only he could do it Lolly repairs watches as a hobby Dolly Parton Dalai Lama or both Dalai Lama yes exactly (sighs) Uh, yes he Mm -hmm. is both a watch collector and dabbles with watch repair
5: I can imagine it's very peaceful so that that fits the vibe sounds like torture
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. exactly a
6: punishment
1: all right, this is the last one. It's for you, Er. They once entered a look-alike contest and lost. Dolly Parton, Dalai Lama, or both?
6: It. First of all, this is for ten points. Second of all, all right. Second of all, it had to be. It had to be both of them, and it had to be together.
2: Oh, good. Same
1: look-alike contest. They entered the same look-alike contest. you that,
6: That's my series. That it was like some kind of like Dolly, late night Dolly it for the Dalai Lama, and she
1: lost. Yes, so oh, oh, they're like, "That'd
6: be great." They're like, "No, actually, it's super problematic." You did
1: that. And they were both like, "In on it." <laughs> that's my that's my honest guess. That's your answer. Okay. It actually, in this case, it was Dolly Parton. It was not both. This
6: I I actually hate this show, and I hate. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm not true. really vibing with anybody that I'm looking at on these
1: screens. So. <laughs> And more specifically, this was a drag queen celebrity lookalike competition.
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So she was was. out.
1: She was out. Dolly partoned by somebody. Right. Which is fantastic.
0: Is it problematic that I want to see a Dalai Lama drag competition? Is that problematic to say? No, I think,
6: I think it would be problematic to be like, I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if that was something he wanted to host, I, and you were like, no, Absolutely actually I not. have to. <laughs> yeah.
5: Or he didn't even bring it up, and you were just like, I don't want to see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. You both did great. You no. both did Fantastic. Well, we- We're playing games with Lolly Adafope and ER Fightmaster. Are you ready for another one? Can't wait to sweep this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is exciting because guess what? Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in this game called Heart Transplant.
1: Yes, we have changed the titles of songs with the word heart in them, swapping the word heart for a different word starting with H, and then we rewrote the lyrics to reflect that change. So let me give you an example. If I sang don't go breaking my heart but with the lyrics changed to be about a hat you would answer don't go breaking my hat I'm getting water <laughs> <laughs> Er is not coming back
6: He's fully stressed
1: it's the last time we ever saw them um, <laughs> alright ER this is for you I care for my cheap underwear so I know that
6: my Hanes will stay on. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> Very oh, I'm well I'm going to
6: throw up. I was so anxious
1: just now. That was oh, that legitimate was great. fear. No, you killed it. That was really exciting. That yep. was great.
0: I heard a little Celine right in there. <gasps> yeah, Thank you, you, you. sounded exactly
1: like Celine. She's Celine Dion, of course.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, Lolly, here's one for you.
2: Oh,
0: no, it's
1: smashed. The bottle fell from the fridge door. And my fries have no sauce. Don't give me hugs. There's only one ketchup for me.
5: Unbreak my
0: Heinz.
1: Heinz! Yes, yes that is wow. yes. Well done. Thank you. Although,
0: back when I used to go out for dinner, you know what phrase I really did not like? That comes with our house-made ketchup. I'd be like, No.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh Uh-oh. yeah. Spend your time somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Some things don't need to be organic. Mm. That's
2: right.
6: That's the name of your new album.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, right, here is one for you. In my stable there's a stallion named Jack. We went up for a ride, but we had to come back. He just didn't have the strength to keep pace. Cause his belly was empty,
6: that's why the long thing. <laughs> okay, so, so something I do know yes. is that it's, so the word horse is involved.
2: Yes. That's correct.
6: Yeah, you know Well done. Um, well, Lolly had whispered kind of while you were singing. She was like, I know this song. You just come up with the, the H word.
1: And I was like, okay. Horse is what I was singing about. Lolly, do you, know, do you know the song? Do you want to sing the line that we're looking for? I don't know the song. I don't okay. either. Well, it's Bruce Springsteen. He's going to be very disappointed to hear that you didn't know his song.
6: Wow. Um, and I'm seeing him after this. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> Everybody's got a hungry horse. That would, wow. the, that would be the best. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we are down to the last question you will be sorry to hear. And, Lolly, this is for you. Okay. Each time you try to say that you've had enough to eat Well, I still got some rye Swiss cheese and a pound of sliced pig meat I want you to numb on, numb on, numb on Just take it!
5: Take another little piece of my charcuterie
0: board. <laughs> yes! I don't care what the answer is. I will That's accept it as it being be. a
1: much more fun answer. Okay. We were looking for ham. Oh, and I should say that was a, that was a Janis Joplin song, "Piece of My Heart. But yes, Mine. ham would definitely be included on a charcuterie board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, well done, both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you, thank you guys. Very fun. Thank, thank you, you guys. <laughs> ER, e. can you just dial the sarcasm down, okay? Please. I had a really lovely
6: time. Oh, boy.
0: Lolly <laughs> Fope and ER Fight Master star in season three of the Hulu series Shrill, and you can catch every episode of Shrill on Hulu right now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Coming up, I'll talk to Broadway's original Elder Price in The Book of Mormon and star of Showtime's Black Monday, Andrew Reynolds. And he's a big fan of HGTV, so we're going to quiz him on trendy interior design jargon. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
4: Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at Life Kit... We want it to be a special one.
0: Magic can happen and good luck can
4: happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR.
6: When the economic news gets to be a bit much...
4: Listen to The
3: Indicator from Planet Money. We're here for you, like your friends trying to figure out all the most confusing parts. One story, one idea, every day, all in 10 minutes or less.
1: The Indicator from Planet Money, your friendly economic sidekick.
3: From
6: NPR. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A, but on Wildcard we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He's an actor who originated the role of Elder Price in The Book of Mormon on Broadway and appeared as Elijah in the HBO series Girls. He currently stars in Showtime's Wall Street comedy Black Monday, Andrew Rannells. Hello. 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 So I I understand that when you were a kid, like, well, 13 years old, that you would watch the Tony Awards with your mom and you would Mm -hmm. record them on the VHS, uh, and I assume because you wanted to watch them again.
7: Yeah, very much so.
0: Were there any particular um, performances or...
7: Yeah, um, fa- the year Falsettos was, um, was uh, I believe that was 92, and then 93 was a real good one. It was Kiss of the Spider Woman, Blood Ooh. Brothers, The Who's Tommy. So yeah, so I would record those and and rewatch those numbers. Um, it was before the YouTube, yeah. So you couldn't you couldn't just Google it.
0: Did anyone ever record over one?
7: That did happen. I remember because my family, we recorded Greece, The movie Greece was like the ABC Thursday night movie one year, and we recorded it. And that the end of Greece got recorded over, and that was a travesty. <gasps> I know. And probably for like a knots landing. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, in right. my child mind, <laughs>
2: right.
7: it did not warrant. <laughs> right. Oh, like it a Wednesday not. days of our lives. Yeah. Or I was like, like no, 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 no. It's we need to worst. keep grease solid. Yeah. We finally got my mother to throw away. She had one of those um, TV VCR combos that she kept for the longest time. And my sister Natalie and I were like, ma'am, you must get rid of this. <laughs> There's, it does not serve a purpose in your life, um, so she finally got rid of it, and she, much to yeah, her horror, we we, we made her trash that.
0: Yeah, it's like, what, I, what
7: VHS are you watching, lady?
0: I know, I know. <laughs> So uh, in 2011, I was one of the, I would say, lucky ones to see you on Broadway in The Book of Mormon, the musical (sighs) written by the South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone. You originated the role of Elder Price, and I saw it in previews. Oh, wow. You got in early. I did, and that was um, still when, after the first number, some people were so offended, they got up and walked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as as a uh, actor, in like seeing that happen, how did it feel? It was pretty exciting.
7: Yeah. It was pretty exciting that we were, because there were two walkout points. There was the walkout after the opening number that people were like, this is just, they're making fun of Mormons and this is so ridiculous. And then when... Uh Elder Price and Elder Cunningham, Josh Gad and I get to Uganda and there's a number where the Ugandans sort of explain their theory about yes. <clears throat> life and religion. Um, that was also a big walkout point. <laughs> but it didn't happen that often. But yes, it did. When it did happen, it felt like we were a part of something special. Um, yeah. <laughs> because Yo, absolutely. I, was, I had never... I had never been a part of a show that people. I mean, the other two Broadway shows that I had done were Hairspray and Jersey Boys, and there's not exactly a lot of controversy in either of those. <laughs> there's, no, there's
0: not two walkout points in Jersey Boys. No, there's not two walkout points. No.
7: no, everybody loved Jersey Boys. So, yes. um, so that was that was a very exciting part to see people that maybe wouldn't generally go to to see a musical come and and sort of experience it in a in a different way. And I felt the same way. I, I popped into Hamilton right after they opened, and I did it for about five weeks, um, just filling in for Jonathan Groff. And um, uh, I make it sound like I was a temp when I say it like that. But, um, <laughs> no, but it, I was a temp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I, I was rather, a temp. rather impressive temp job. Yes, I was a, it was a temp job at <laughs> Hamilton. Um, and that felt the same way, that like... The audience were—it was a lot of people who were like, "I don't like musicals," and you're like, "Well, but um, you know, it can right. be—it can be a lot of things."
0: Right. It can—it can push buttons. It can change the, uh, the where the line of comedy crosses. Yep. Um,
7: and we cross that line.
0: Yeah, we certainly cross, cross that
7: line. <laughs> back and forth and back and forth across the line. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you've also done a ton of voice work for cartoons. Uh, yes. You did voices yes. for Saturday Morning Cartoons in the early 2000s. Yes. You're in Big Mouth.
7: Big Mouth, which is which is not a children's show. Not a children's show. Very clear.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's not
7: for children.
0: Uh, Right. So you voice the character of Matthew MacDell, who is a gay middle schooler, and on your Instagram, actually, you shared a a fairly recent New York Times opinion piece that was entitled Big Mouth is a Queer Childhood I Wish I Had. And the writer talks about how your character has this confidence to be himself and mm-hmm. uh, his friends are accepting, which was someone that the writer said that he wishes he experienced that as a kid. Was that something that you identified with?
7: Very much so. And I thought, yeah. you know, when Nick Kroll, um, one of the creators of the show, and he asked me to, to do it, he was like, yes, you are playing the gay character. He was like, but you're kind of, you're the gay bully, which I had never been pitched before <laughs> that like <laughs> the gay kid was also the bully and the one who had the most power in middle school. Um, and I thought that was a very interesting way into that character and not just have it be like, and then there's a gay kid because I've certainly done a lot of that. I you know, I hear from, from younger folks who, who do watch the show and, um, I think Matthew does have a, a level of confidence that I certainly wish that I had in middle yeah. school. Um, and yet, and yet, we still, you know, when he, when Matthew came out to his family and Matthew got his first boyfriend, like, it's not without some anxiety and some concern. Like, there is, there, it is, I think they handled the coming out episode really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that I it just, I'm very proud of that show and it kind of snuck up on me a little bit because sometimes you, You do things, you know, that you feel like are probably going to be a one-off or, you know, well, we'll see how this goes. But that, we just finished our fifth season, um, recording our fifth season. It hasn't come out yet. And it's really, I'm just very proud of it. I'm very proud to be a part of it.
0: And you uh, currently star, as we were mentioned at the top, in the Showtime series Black Monday. Uh, Yes. The show follows the employees of a Wall Street trading firm in the year leading up to the International Stock Markets Crash in 1987. And you play Blair, an aspiring stockbroker. So, uh, okay, so this event obviously played a lot in people's lives. But also, knowing that these characters are going to experience a downfall is so fun for the viewer.
7: Well, and not only do they experience it, but they cause it. Um, <laughs> which I thought was... a a big swing on our writer's part to be like, you know what, what if we figure out a way for this group of people, for me and Don Cheadle and Regina Hall to actually cause the 1987 stock market crash? And they did it. But it's such a funny group of people to to go to work with every day. I tell my younger sister, I will you know, like call her and tell her stories from work. She's like, I can't believe that's your job.
2: <laughs> that you just like...
7: Sit in a room and, like, Regina Hall just makes you laugh all day. Like, that seems like such an odd job for you as an adult. Um, so, I'm very lucky.
0: What's Regina's Hall uh, style of comedy? Is she uh, oh my God. a pratfall person? Is she a word nerd? What is she? It's, um yeah, not
7: pratfall so much. I will say, if you ever have the opportunity to attend a... Uh, an HR seminar, even over Zoom, with Regina Hall, definitely take it. <laughs> you, should, you should do it. Um, wow. That, I would yeah. watch this
1: show. This sounds amazing. Yeah.
0: By the way, do you remember, I mean, you were just a kid when this stock market crash actually happened. Do, do you remember any of that? Or? No,
7: not at all. And I, so I had to do a, you know, a, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't do that much research. But um, I read an article
2: <laughs> and... <laughs> That's, that's I feel
0: like that's research. Yeah. More than the headline I, research. Yeah,
7: I read the article and uh maybe it was a blurb. But in any event, um yes, I I did have to learn about that stock market crash. No, I was yeah, in 87 I was not aware of that and I don't think my I mean, I don't know. I didn't ask my mother like if that affected their finances at all. I don't think that it did really in Nebraska, mm-hmm. but it might have on mm-hmm. some level.
0: Yeah, I should have asked. I should have asked. <laughs> Well damn there's, damn time. there's time <laughs> all right. Andrew, are you ready for your Ask me Another challenge?
7: I'm very excited about this. I'm very <laughs> excited uh,
0: excellent. Andrew, before the show, you told us that you love HGTV. y'all sure. And what was your first entry into the h d TV world?
7: Probably, like a lot of people was like on TLC, actually, which was like trading spaces, yes. oh, yeah,. So I was a huge fan of that and made a lot of disastrous um, design choices to my own homes (laughs) based on that program. Um, A lot of color blocking, a lot of feature walls. Um, Oh, yeah. So I had the right intention, just not the right skill or taste. Uh, But (laughs) I did try
0: Just by saying color blocking and accent wall, you've like set up what our game is. Because as we were were researching this, uh, we found a very helpful glossary of jargon frequently used on the show. So we figured we'd put your home trend vocabulary to the test in a game we call HGTV ABCs. Oh. So uh, I have, I'm going to ask you what a little bit of jargon, you'll describe what it is. If you're like, I would like multiple choice, I can also give you multiple choice.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So let's start easy. What is subway tile?
7: Subway tile is a very classic. It's usually um, white rectangular tile um, that is quite literally used in the subway. Um, but yeah, it's just a very classic um, Traditional but, tile.
0: That's it. Yeah, it's a uh, three-inch by six-inch tiles found in New York City subway stations uh, ever since the early 1900s, and it was supposed to evoke uh, uh, like a sort a sort of uh, cleanliness and help reflect light in those underground stations.
7: And, and that turned out well for the New York <laughs> City subway system.
0: <laughs> Nailed it, guys! <laughs> Nailed it. The perfect place for my sharpie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All
1: right, here's another one.
7: What is okay. a Dutch door? Is a Dutch door. Um, it's the two, it's like the swinging door. It's like a farm sort of house door where you have the option of just opening the top or opening the bottom of it. That's I exactly guess. right.
1: It's split right. horizontally into two halves and they open independently. And it's the, the original purpose was to let fresh air in and keep the animals out, which oh, <laughs> perfect. sounds like a good feature.
7: Awful, uh, often featured on Hee Haw. Um, exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed.
0: Yes. Exactly. You might He's know only it tea. t You're only supposed to open it to say a joke. That's really the yeah. purpose of you it. You just swing in and then swing out. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. What is a vessel sink?
7: Ooh, a vessel sink, um, I personally don't care for them. Um, but it's like a, a, a bowl on top of the vanity it's like, you see them a lot in restaurants. Yes. It's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. they have like, it's usually like a, yeah.
0: So it's I'm not a thing. fan of them either. Why are you not a fan of them?
7: It's just as messy.
0: The water splashes, splashes everywhere. Out.
7: Yeah, <laughs> I no, know. I don't want that.
0: Yeah, you like a, a salad bowl f- of so dirty soap yes. and water. I
7: feel like they're in Key West a lot. <laughs>
0: Does that make sense? <laughs>
7: It makes perfect sense. Oh, yes. uh, what an
0: insult. <laughs> no, no, just it's, just just it's just an idea.
6: It's just an idea.
1: Yeah, okay. we're just saying ideas here. We're just, just asking a, questions. This, this is a, a safe space. Yeah, this is a totally. safe space, yeah.
7: All right, what is a German smear? Oh, is that, um, a German <laughs> smear is like, it's a, uh, I guess you would do it, well, you could do it on a wall, but I think it's mostly on the exterior of houses. It's like a, not Putty. It's like a you know you you're like spackling you're doing sort of a broad strokes kind of messy kind of spackle on a wall. Yeah, I think it's, it's mostly on exteriors. But yeah, yeah, it's a
1: it's a brick whitewashing technique. So yeah, oh. you use mortar and water, and you create a, a white wall with the with the brick kind of poking through. German smear,
0: exposed brick that doesn't want to be so. Exposed. Modest brick? Yes. It's modest it's, You're
7: making something look like it's a little dilapidated in a way right. that it's yes. supposed to be cool,
1: I guess? I don't know. It's brick yeah, that's yeah, exposing yeah. itself but remaining a little bit coy.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Oh, well done, Jonathan. Okay. Okay. It's, right.
0: the, uh, it's the ripped jeans of uh, walls? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rip, ripped, jeans, ripped jeans of brick walls, that's right. That's okay. correct. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, what <sighs> is object art?
7: Is that like when you just have like a... A whimsical typewriter on a like just like a sickle for no reason. It's just lying on a shelf. Totally, (laughs)
6: totally. I love a whimsical typewriter. Whimsical
7: typewriter. Yeah, you know, just toss that up there. Smart.
0: Look at his whimsical typewriter.
7: I love the uh, HGTV has all of these home staging shows now. Like when you're trying to sell your house, or you know, and inevitably there's always a typewriter. Why?
2: Right, right. Why? Yeah, yeah. Like
7: an old timey telephone. Let's slap that <laughs> on.
1: Right. It's like, it's like the buyers are going to say, oh, look, this is where we could keep oh, our yeah. riding crop. And, <laughs> this <is> and where... <laughs> Ben Franklin glasses. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, just right. <laughs> laid on a book, on an
7: open book. <laughs> on an open book.
0: <laughs> yes, you are, you are right, just to be clear. Object yes. art is just literally hanging objects on the wall. <laughs> All right, this is the last
1: one. What oh boy, is oh boy. a cased opening? A cased opening? Hmm. hmm. I can give you multiple choice if you feel as though you need
7: it. I mean, is that just like, you well, know, like an entryway that is has crown molding on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically. I it's mean,
1: the, yeah. <laughs> it's essentially, it's an opening in a wall with trim on it that looks like there should be a door there, but there's no door there. But there's it's no, a doorless like door. An door, door. Or like a, an archway. Way. or Like an archway. or Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. OK. OK.
7: See, you guys, I didn't lie.
1: No, you—you you really. I mean, we had all these multiple choices uh, ready for you, but you didn't need a single one because
0: you. Well, you had I it all spent cold. way too much time watching these shows, <laughs> or I, you know. just enough time, or just enough, or just time. enough. Yeah. Thank
7: you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for enabling me. I will continue. I will continue to watch.
0: <laughs> I think uh, everybody right now who has a cased opening in their homes is like, you know, what we need there—a door.
7: Yeah, let's build a door. It's coming back. That's what's going to happen with all of these houses that, you know, open concept. Everybody loves an open concept. People are going to start building walls again and be like, you know what? I don't want to see my kitchen and I don't really need to see my kids play. So yeah. let's, yeah, I actually would prefer to hide. I love when people are like, well, we really want open concept because I want to keep an eye on the kids. No, the kids don't want you to keep an eye on them.
0: Yeah, they'll find another space, trust me. Yeah, they'll just, find they'll another space. They'll find a door. Yeah.
7: No. Yeah.
0: I'm, my main thing in a house I'm looking for is boundaries. Yes, <laughs> clear boundaries. Yeah, I and, need physical yeah. walls so I don't erect <laughs> emotional ones in front of my family. <laughs> Thank you so much. You totally, you, you aced that. You aced that. Ow!
7: Well, thank you. I feel like you really set me up to succeed, so I appreciate <laughs> it, it. That's what we do here,
0: yeah. Andrew Randall stars in the Showtime series of Black Monday. Thank you so much for joining us.
7: Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. They're not, yeah. they don't always go that way. Sometimes shows are terrible, and this was not <laughs> one of them. So thank you. I, I take that you know, as a huge a compliment. Quote. That's a pull <laughs> quote. <laughs>
0: That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
1: Hey, my name anagrams to thou jolt a cannon.
0: Today's puzzles were written by our staff, along with Mary Tobler, Jonathan Zeller, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seychow, James Sparber, and Ramel Wood, with Gianna Cappadona. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Does it have to end? No, it doesn't. Why not follow us at NPR Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for even more? And throw us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. Next time on Ask Me Another, Emmy Award-winning actor Sarah Paulson chats about her work on the long-running anthology series American Horror Story and surprising fan interactions. Plus, social media superstars and hosts of the podcast We Said What We Said, Ricky Thompson, and Denzel Dion stop by to play a game about internet memes. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.
4: Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR. On
7: NPR's Throughline, We cannot function for 24 hours without cobalt
1: because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe.
7: Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.
0: These days, news comes at you fast.
4: But the truth...